Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, good morning, gentlemen. Is it a good morning? Cracking. Is it a good morning? Is it a good morning? Well, I, I mean, like it's never a good morning when the Giants keep losing. If you're a Bucks fan, it's a good morning. I'm not a Bucks fan, Max. Is it a good morning, Key? Well, it is for me. Key's in pretty, pretty good. You know, right now, weather's pretty good. And life's good. And, you know, I'm enjoying working with Max and Jay, mm. D. And, uh, you know, what else can I say early in the morning other than the Giants lose again? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, this wasn't a, a moment no, where it's no. like, all right, Daniel Jones, show me something. I know they got they lost on the line of scrimmage. I get it, I get it, but come on, man, come on, surprise me. You know, let me surprise me, do something. But I thought the, they was in it early, though. Yeah, early, I was like, oh, they're gonna put up a fight. Yeah, even I mean, when slowly it was slowly but surely. Yeah, it was yeah. going in another direction. Well, the first drive of the game, I mean, Tom Brady just marched down the entire field. First drive of the game. I mean, look, it was 30-10 in the end. Tom Brady avoided what was on the line for the Bucs. First, first three-game losing streak. Not for the Bucs, for, for Brady. He hasn't had a three-game losing streak since 2 <laughs> Yo, that's bananas. Key, well, I don't they know. Were, like, they were not going to lose to the Giants, though. Two, uh, no, look, I picked the Bucs, too, but 288 straight starts without a three-game losing streak? Keith, let me ask you a question off the top. I bet you if you look at, I bet you if you go back and you look at like Joe Montana, I bet you he didn't have, I bet you he didn't have very many, if at all, three game losing streaks. Like the greats just, it doesn't happen like that. The longest streak in NFL history is Brady's now. uh, It's 288 straight starts. But the issue key is who even plays this long? From 02 to 21, like almost no one plays that long, let alone doesn't ever lose three in a row. Unless you Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Right. Oh, quarterbacks. Right. Do, do, so, so here's the question now. No, Vinatieri was a kicker. Do you trust the two teams that wound up in the Super Bowl more than you trust anyone at this point in the season? Right? Like, it didn't look so good for the Chiefs for a while. Then the Bucks lose to the Saints, and they got banged up. And do you trust these two teams again more than anyone else in their conferences? And by the way, Packers... You could throw them in there for me. Those are the three that I like. I wouldn't mm-hmm. take all four teams. I, w- I don't trust the Bills, although I think the Bills are good and underrated right now. But I don't know. I Keep, think you, you think gotta, underrated? I, I, in, in the NFC, it's Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's the Packers. It's the Bucks. And I'm flirting around with the Cowboys, but not 100% sold. Um, Trusting Cowboys don't go know, together. Somewhere. And then only only team in the AFC I really feel good about is Kansas City. Now, when and you say Arizona, Key, when you say Arizona, I hear you. They've been uh, like just on the merits, right? On what's yeah, happened, they, you got to put them there. But hell, once they went in without De- Deshaun, without uh, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> and Kyler Murray, and they still win games. Still so, winning, yeah. but I mean, at some point, you're gonna have to just say it is what it is. Yeah, but once again, I, I think Arizona fans are afraid of Key talking positively. Uh, again, right. you're going to have to say it is what it is. Okay, Period. so now the playoffs start. <laughs> and what is it when it is the playoffs? So, so I'm with you. And just because Kyler Murray hasn't done it doesn't mean he can't do it. Yeah. But I know Brady can do it. I know Rodgers can do it. I know Mahomes can do it. Are you as confident in Kyler as those guys in the playoffs? I am. I Really, I am. Uh, I think that. 
you know, you 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 don't know till you get there. Like we didn't know Brady, we didn't know about Rodgers or or some of these other quarterbacks till they got there, right? For the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. How many quarterbacks have gone on to have success in their first try in the playoffs? It's the same thing as the regular season. Stadiums are packed when you're good, right? You're going to get 60, 70,000, 70, 75,000 every single game. So the fans aren't going to be anything. Beer sales might go up a little more because they're drinking a little bit more. The speed of the game is a little bit faster. But the footballs are the same. The field is the same size. The referees still got the same stripes. I mean, it's the same. I think how Cliff Kingsbury handles Kyler Murray's injury down the stretch, the last six games, it'd be pretty monumental to pay attention to about whether you trust him or not going into the playoffs. Well, Kyler got, listen, last year too, when he was running before he got hurt, so they protected him more, they were hard to beat. And when Tom Brady is running, guys, <laughs> when Tom Brady is running, since we're talking about quarterbacks who can run, you know, Tom Brady broke off 11 yards and was asked about it at the postgame presser. Listen to this. How much did you enjoy that 10-yard run? Look pretty nifty on 11-yard run. <laughs> they don't happen very often, so I do remember how far they go. So that was pretty good. Yeah, don't, he's like, Yo, don't, don't cheat me out of a yard there. And by the way, Brady gets down, slides just really. He, he, he Everybody hurt. always, you know, the, the, the crazy thing about it when you talk about quarterback runs, they start at the line of scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't start it at the line of scrimmage. You need to start it where he. You need to start mm. counting where he actually started at, which is probably seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. So it probably should be an eighteen-yard run because he's got to drop back, then he's got to take off again. So that's probably an extra six to seven yards. That's a great point. That he needs to pick up. It's fascinating when you talk about quarterbacks because they never ever count that. That's a great point. Like if, if that's the formation, he's that's where he is. When you when you measure it, it's seventeen, eighteen yards yes. that a forty four year old just took off. Oh my! And that's against, a long listen. ass ways when you running and them dudes is chasing you. Oof. It looks forever. <laughs> and by the way, I mean, avoided a tackle. First one. Yeah. Look, speaking. You know, yeah. I was doing yeah, one thing you love about Tom Brady. He just makes you take your medicine. Every down. Just take your medicine. If it's check downs, simple plays. I mean, throwing for over 300 yards. I know he had one interception, but, I mean, he had zero interception in that game. That ball popped out of the receiver's hand. He just gives you exactly what you need, those doses of medicine to each and every possession. Hey, but listen, that's Belichick. By the way, no different with Floyd Mayweather. You have Floyd yes. talk. He's like, look, you better not make mistakes. Like, everyone makes mistakes, including Floyd, Belichick, everyone. But he is going to make fewer of them than you. So, so, you know, that's like when you hear Belichick or Brady will let you beat yourself. They're not going to make the mistakes. Um, speaking of statistical anomalies, guys, Steve McClendon, the Bucks defensive lineman, had an interception. That was interesting. But Giants, left tackle, first offensive lineman taken in that draft, had a TD reception. This is the first time in NFL history, history, that a 300-pound player has a TD reception and a 300-pound player has an interception in the same game. Stats Incredibles brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Key, quick, like... Oh, you said, okay, you said said in the same game. In the same game, yeah. Yeah, 300-pounder had an interception, and another 300-pounder caught a touchdown pass. (laughs) What? What's your takeaway from the Giants side of the game, Key? 
I mean, they played as hard as they could. Um, I did like some stuff that they did. I didn't like I didn't like the coaching. I didn't like the in-game adjustments. Um, it just, you know, it's one of those teams where you have to start evaluating now, moving forward, not necessarily the talent, but the sidelines and the upstairs management. Mm-hmm. You have to really, if, if you are the owners, you have to really start to look at this and say, is this for the long haul? Um, I like Kadarius Tony. I like him. I mean, I like Saquon Barkley. I mean, I do like him. I, I'm I'm thinking you can win with the right coaching staff with Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, that's that's basically that's basically what it is. They I, they've got some stuff, but I just don't know if they're being coached upright. Yeah, I mean Daniel Jones, I don't know either. This was a game like, hey, show me something. I know his offensive line wasn't great, but Joe Judge, because Key, you mentioned it. You know, play calling, coaching. So here's the although 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 Jason Garrett did have that one play in the red zone that was they scored the touchdown that was pretty pretty good well, design. Yeah, I mean, when you design a trick play for your left yeah. tackle that you uh, reached for and <laughs> yeah, but here is Joe Judge talking about the aforementioned Jason Garrett after the game. Do you still have co- faith in in your offensive coordinator, Coach? I have faith in all the people on our team. Players, coach, everything. But, you know, look, we'll assess everything as a team, make any move we need to going forward. Is he gonna I'm not going to go into that right now. And we're asking at Key J and Max on Twitter, who do you trust more to get back to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Bucks? Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's heating up. The fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Uh, did the NBA send a statement to the king, or did they go soft? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Slept through the flight. 
This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including Jeff Van Gundy, 930 Eastern. So the uh, NBA suspended LeBron James one game and Pistons uh, Isaiah Stewart two games. The NBA announced the punishments without pay for Sunday's incident, jostling for position on the blocks and LeBron with his elbow up. Swings and misses and follows mm-hmm. with the fist and catches the eye, and it's a bloody mess. And then Isaiah Stewart goes crazy trying to get it. LeBron, and he's held back by the coaching staff, basically, of his own team. But now he gets two. LeBron gets one. LeBron's suspension will be served on Tuesday. No, the league doesn't like this, right? L.A. faces the Knicks. And LeBron today. doesn't play. Today. Yeah, today. Sorry, Tuesday. That's today. Um, so... Stewart will start his game against the Heat. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, did they get this right? Stewart gets two, LeBron gets one. No, they got it wrong. I honestly don't give a damn what anybody says about this one. I said yesterday that I thought LeBron James should be suspended. The league got it right when LeBron James got suspended. But the reason why I didn't think Isaiah Stewart should be suspended is because Isaiah Stewart did not come into contact with anybody on the Lakers team. And I understand the reaction might have been a quote-unquote poor example for the league considering what occurred back in the day in Detroit. But what happened back in the day in Detroit was due to fans interacting with players. This is a separate incident. So you may not have liked the fact that Isaiah Stewart was trying to get to LeBron James Obviously, if you ever gotten bowed in the face during the game, which I have, you kind of go through this experience where you get knocked down and you're angry. You might get up, but when you start seeing blood, there's kind of rage there. You're like, there's a the reason people bleeding? say he saw red. Yes, yeah, I'm bleeding. He literally I'm saw bleeding. red. Yeah. So you may not have liked the way Isaiah Stewart tried to get at LeBron James, but once again, it was him and his teammates. He was trying to get through his teammates, which he never got through his teammates. So Right, he didn't make co- physical contact with a coach on the other team, as far as I know, or anything like that. It was all in-house. So, for me, I, whatever that example was, I said, LeBron James, if you give him one game, then fine. Isaiah Stewart, give him no games. Uh, I just thought it kind of sets the example that LeBron James, hey, you can do what you can do. You can make a ill-advised play. Uh, you can make a dirty play, and we're going to reprimand you. But then, hey, this kid reacted the wrong way, even though he didn't come in contact with anybody. And we're going to give him two-game suspension. I, I thought it was a, a missed opportunity by the NBA. Key, where are you on the suspensions? I mean, they, they, look, I don't mind the suspension side of things. I still don't think it was intentional. Um, when I look at what Isaiah Stewart did, I can also understand what the league saw. Whenever you or being held back, whether it's teammates or anybody. It looks outrageous. Think about it, Max. You've covered fights, Mm -hmm. and you've been in the public eye for however many years. When you see somebody walk into a club with an entourage of people around them, it looks different, right? Mm -hmm. And you see, oh, they're over there in the middle, somebody getting into a confrontation. Everybody trying to hold them back and pull them back and grab them. It looks worse than what it really truly is. Where LeBron James initially approached him 
to try to have some sort of conversation with them. They move, remove LeBron. It was more of a calm sort of demeanor situation where you trying to break through your teammates to go and get at somebody. It looks different to the eyes of the people that are making the decisions in the room on what they should do about a suspension. And yes, should LeBron have been suspended? Yeah, sure, probably. Okay, so you suspend him. Does he get less days because he's LeBron James? You're damn right. That's the reality of it. He's LeBron damn James. They're not going to suspend LeBron damn James for multiple days. Wake up and realize that. So key. He's LeBron James. I think that's... Yeah, we're in the same path. No Reality. I've been at one game. That's right. Reality. I, I, no I, I'm, that. I'm like, with you, Key, on that. I wouldn't be shocked but, if they gave LeBron zero and gave Stewart two. Ah, no, I that's where I'm with sh- Jay. That's I where I'm with Jay. Shocked. But, Key, by, by, just one quick point before Max goes. Go. You know, every fight in the NBA is hold me back. Every fight. But this one, every, was, this one was I, legit. I agree, you better hold him I, back or he's going to get at him. But yeah. there's a lot of fights in the NBA. That's what NBA fights are, guys. From somebody who played there, from somebody who gets a lot of jokes about NBA fights, people rarely scrap hands. It's a lot of hold me but back wouldn't moments. But wouldn't you say that this was not a hold me back moment? This was, yo, we better hold this dude back because he's actually trying to get at LeBron Understood, right now. Yeah. Okay, so that's what Key is talking about. The outrageous part of it looked like he was – this was not like some 60-year-old coach holding back a seven-footer, right? This was – was a whole gang of dudes trying to hold and back so a dude. So it looks different. Yeah, it does. so, it so I get different. that. I get the outrage. But I am with Jay on this. If you only want to give LeBron one, then Stewart doesn't get any. If you want to give LeBron two, give Stewart one. The reason I would give LeBron more than Stewart is this. When you do something like LeBron did, where you're trying to be slick and have plausible deniability, right? Like, oh, you can't prove that I – but everyone could see what was what. When you do that, no, his intention – was not to bloody the dude's eye, right? But the unintended consequence of doing it, that, the, the unintended consequence was the dude had a bloody eye. If you drink and get in your car, your intention is not to harm someone. But if that is the unintended consequence, the law punishes you differently, right? Because there was something really bad that happened as a result of, of something you did that was outside the rules, even if it wasn't intentionally malicious, so no, nah, that's a hyperbolic example. I get it. That's you know, but <laughs> really? but I'm just but I'm trying to to illustrate the point. LeBron did not intend when he swung his fist to bloody Stewart's eye, but no. dude, that's what happened, and you got to pay the price for that. Yeah. So I know he's LeBron key. So if you want to give him one, I can't give Stewart any because he didn't contact anyone the, outside his remember, own team. Remember why they gave him the two though? They gave him the two because the 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 escalating on-court behavior that they looked at and they say to themselves, this could ultimately have turned into something way more than what we're seeing. And yes, did LeBron James' name and number factor into him only getting one game? Yes. CNBA, man, they can't have the top dude, the, the box office seller, Missing multiple games, it's already bad enough that he probably that he's going to miss tonight against the Knicks. But yeah. no, nobody's nobody's arguing about LeBron deserves more games. Like I'm fine with LeBron getting one game. Me That's too. not an argument. The argument is you're punishing the reaction of a player more so than the act itself 
of the guy that just put because the he's in, in just because right, his reaction, he's in Michigan yes. because something happened in Michigan a long time ago. Yes. And Jay's right about that too. That involved the malice in the past is about you can't go up into the stands, right? That was about the fans. Just because it's in the same town, the dude didn't touch anyone from the other team. Blood is streaming out of his eye, and he gets tossed for two. Oh, I'll put it this way: you're right, Key, because if he was LeBron and LeBron oh. was him, it, it would be the opposite. All right. That's straight talk, wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call-in line, who do you trust more to get back to the Super Bowl, the Bucks or the Chiefs? Both look really good recently. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Back where we started with Key's Real Rankings. We'll tell you who's back on top. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Key's Real Rankings. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. All phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. It is now time for Key's Real Rankings. It will start on Tuesday. Right now, Key's Real Rankings will start Tuesday. Brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Take it away, Key. Number five. Sitting at number five in my real rankings this week are the New England Patriots. When you look at New England, they sit atop of the AFC East. Mac Jones is playing pretty good football. He's not turning the ball over at an alarming rate. He's doing what he's supposed to do. The defense is solid and sound. Reminds me of the 2001 New England Patriots when they went on to win the Super Bowl. Number four. Number four is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That team that I talked about was Tom Brady's team. This team is Tom Brady's team now. We had an opportunity to see them take care of the Giants last night. Tom Brady was flawless. I don't give him the interception. It was on the receiver and Mike Evans bouncing off of his chest and into the hands of a Dory Jackson. So when you watch this football game last night, they were in sync, clean. Everything was perfect. They moved the ball up and down the field like no other. So when I look at this team, they are the top four teams in my ranking. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens is sitting atop 
of the AFC North, despite not having Lamar Jackson in the lineup. Huntley took over for him and didn't do anything outside of what he was supposed to. They ran the ball well. He delivered the football. He didn't turn it over. They played defense. And with that being said, they sit at number three. Number two. Number two, the Arizona Red Sea Cardinals. They continue to win football games despite not having Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Cliff Kingsbury took his team up to Seattle, and now they have Pete Carroll thinking about his future as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. They took care of business, which was amazing, threw the ball to A.J. Green, made sure to push the ball down the middle of the field to the wide-open tight end. So when you look at this football team, if they get DeAndre Hopkins back, and when they do, along with Kyler Murray, they could be number one in my real rankings again. Number one. This is a shock and a surprise to everybody, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are clearly the best team right now in the National Football League. Yes, they beat the Dallas Cowboys 19-9. The Dallas Cowboys were without five or six of their top players. Doesn't matter. We keep winning football games, and we're getting better at doing it. Our defense is certainly coming, coming to fruition. They're playing lights-out football over the last four games only allowing the opponent less than 12 points a game opposed to the first seven games of the season. So when you look at Kansas City, Eric Bieniemy has gone back to the drawing board, redesigning plays, not looking like the same plays that they had in the first seven games of the season. The MVP, the former MVP in Patrick Mahomes is starting to kind of play the way you envision him to play, not turning the football over at an alarming rate. Go back and look at what he did to the Raiders and then look at what he was able to do at times against the Dallas Cowboys. Did not have big numbers statistically, but they got out of there with a W, which they should have. All right. Only five teams this week, though, Max. Yep. Because I I didn't want to put Green Bay and Dallas. That doesn't mean they're not six or seven. I mean, it just, you know, I just said five is enough. I don't want to belabor the point. You know, just... Five teams is good. Everyone enough. pay attention to the way he does rankings. This is the way it should be done. Everyone has arbitrary numbers. Top five, top three, top ten. Sometimes there are six teams that deserve to be talked about in their own kind of bucket, as we call it, or three or 11 or whatever the number is. That's the number you choose. You don't try to fit it into a certain number that you've predetermined. I like that, Key. What yeah, I notice I mean, here. No bills. You know, I can't right. put them in. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't mess with the Colts right now. They, I mean, I know they won, but they're not one of the top six, seven teams because they're not going to beat the Cowboys, in my opinion. They're not going to beat Green Bay, in my opinion. And Minnesota's playing good football, but I can't throw them in there just because they beat the Packers. You got, you got tears. Yeah, so the Chiefs are suddenly at the top of the real rankings. Jay, go ahead. So I, I agree with your point, Max. I like it. Arbitrary numbers, it changes. And we always get a lot of fan engagement. So right now, I'm going to be that fan to engage Key in this. So, Key, can you explain to me just the rationale and how you have – the Patriots, I feel like, are playing the best football pretty much in the entire NFL right now. Um, how do you have the Ravens ranked ahead of the Pats? Because I think when the Pats get Lamar Jackson back healthy, Ravens, they become yeah. a more dangerous, explosive team, unlike – uh, New England. I don't think New England's passing game is explosive as diligently. It goes, it methodically moves down the field. They score points. I get it. They're a good football team collectively, all 22 guys on the field. 
doesn't mean they can't beat the Ravens. It just means that, to me, the Ravens, when they get Lamar back, they become more high-octane and explosive. And so I like that because of that. And if they were going to go head-to-head, the Ravens historically have given the New England Patriots fits, even with Tom Brady. I just watching the Ravens lose to the Dolphins when I feel like Lamar Jackson was there. They got beat up by the Dolphins a little bit. So I, 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 don't, I, I would have he, the pass. Lamar was there, but they weren't all the way healthy. Yeah, but their whole team is depleted. That's the whole point. Yeah. In, in the Miami, my in point. Miami Dolphins lost. The Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots too. So, yeah. what, yeah, what was that like the first game of the season? It doesn't matter what game it was. They beat them too. Yeah, but like the Dolphins first, came first, on last the year first too. Game after of the season, though, start. like when you're trying to implement Mac Jones into the system and. Like that, that, that says something to me. But you know what it is about yeah, the Ravens? I mean, it's I'm, like, it's a Green Bay got, I'm with Key on the Ravens. Blitz by the Saints, right? I'm like with, first game of the season. I'm with Key on the Ravens. The thing, when you have a spectacular superstar quarterback and, and you know you're getting him back, it's just a little different. Like, it's different. You know, it's way you, different. He can, he can do things other guys can't do. I agree do. with that. I so, also, so that makes you I also different watched, team. I also watched the Tennessee Titans destroy the Kansas City Chiefs. What does that mean? It means nothing. I watched the New Orleans Saints take the Green Bay Packers to the woodshed. It means nothing. It absolutely means nothing because they all can beat up on each other. It's how you're playing right now. And the Kansas City Chiefs are playing good football right now. The Baltimore Ravens are playing good football right now, as well as the New England Patriots. Well, let me- I just don't think New England – is better than the teams that are in front of them w- right now today. I want to try to I want to try to understand this a little more. Key, tell me if I'm right or wrong before we move on. So you're wrong. No. So what you're saying, it seems to me, is it's right now, but using common sense in terms of where they're headed. No, the Ravens right now, like because given the pieces you're going to get back and the quarterback you have, so you're only looking backwards insofar as it tells you what you can expect going forward. So if you see some piece of evidence from earlier in the season that you just don't think is relevant going forward, yeah. then you're not really worried about it. No, I'm not worried about it right. because if if I look at Green Bay beating up on Arizona when they didn't have any players in there, doesn't mean that Green Bay is going to play Arizona tomorrow and the same outcome is going to happen because if Kyler Murray is fully healthy and DeAndre Hopkins is fully healthy, even if Green Bay has their whole arsenal, does not necessarily mean to me that that's the case. Green Bay took care of business against Arizona, but is Green Bay really, in all in all, on the road, in a hostile environment in the playoffs, a better football team than a hungry Arizona Cardinals that's good never question. been there before? No, it's a Don't good question. Know. And everyone Don't will have know. their own opinions about that, and maybe eventually we'll find out. But the Chiefs are one. The Bucks are fourth in Key's real rankings. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who do you trust more to get back to the Super Bowl? So, Key, who yep. do you trust more right now of the two teams that participated in the Super Bowl last season and both looking good in their last wins, Chiefs and Bucks? Who do you trust more to get back right now? I, I trust Kansas City. Um, it's not that I don't trust the Bucks. I just think that the Bucks are going to have a harder road to get through to get there, where Kansas City 
when you look at the teams in the AFC, are you really afraid if you're Kansas City or the Indianapolis Colts? No. Are you afraid of the Tennessee Titans minus Derrick Henry? No. We've already beat them before in the playoffs. Are we afraid of the Bills? No. Look at them. They're not, they can't get out of their own way. Plus, they got to worry about the New England Patriots. Am I Kansas City? Am I worried about New England? No. Am I worried about the uh, Baker Mayfield? Uh, no. You know, am I worried about Lamar Jackson? No. So when you start looking at these teams, They've handled all these teams in the postseason before. And the flip side of things, when you go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you start to look at it, it you can – Green Bay's there, Arizona's tricky, you know, uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys, if they get everybody back healthy, they could be a juggernaut for them, took them down to the wire, and, you know, on a Thursday night, opening day, Tom Brady, 124 left on the clock. So when I started to look at it, it's a tougher road for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's just an easier road, so I'm trusting Kansas City more. James, are you happy? <laughs> I, I would agree with you on that, Key. Um, I, I, I am starting to think, though, watching the Colts play more and more with the way Jonathan Taylor's playing, that that wouldn't be just an easy out. They can control the clock. Um, I, I still think the Pats are a pretty dangerous team. In Kansas City, they did look really good at home. Well, not really good. They looked decent at home. Versus the Cowboys, that Cowboys offense seemed to me like they shrunk, even though that Kansas City defense is getting better. But I, I still haven't seen that Kansas City offense really take to a different level. So I will say that the ceiling for the Chiefs is high. I just don't think it's going to be that easy of a road for them to come out of the AFC. But easier as opposed to the NFC, yes. All right. Now, let's, let's bring Dan Graziano into this conversation. Dan's giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Dan. How Good you morning, Max. What's up, Dan? Jay? How well, are you? you know, Good, I'm brother. a Giants fan. It's not a great morning, but there haven't been a lot of great yeah, mornings typical. on yeah. Mondays or Tuesdays yeah. or Fridays, for that matter, for the Giants. Every All right. day of the week. It's not very good. Yeah. Dan, um, we just uh, asked, you know, Key and Jay weighed in. Who do you trust more right now to get back to the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay? Or, or Kansas City? Tampa Bay. I, I just feel like that we've seen them look more like them. I, I agree on the Kansas City offense. I mean, it just still seems like something is – now, like, do, do you trust Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City coaching staff to kind of get it together in time? Yeah, I, I think you can have that kind of trust. But right now, I think we just saw Tampa Bay rebound from two straight losses with a, you know, a, 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 an impressive, you know, definitive victory. Obviously, I know the Giants aren't the best team, but that's what you're supposed to do, right? You come out, uh, Tampa Bay was supposed to do what it did last night. I'm still concerned about the injuries on the back end of the defense. I think that could come back to haunt them. And I agree with Key's point about the NFC and the other, you know, tough contenders. But I just think because of Brady and because of the, the, the I, I just think the, the, the atmosphere there is so confident, right, and so consistent that I would say if the word is trust, I think it applies. I would would agree with your analysis, but I would say Kansas City for two reasons. One, they have not played well. I've still like they have not clicked on all cylinders yet, and they're probably the best team in the AFC or like one of them. Like I think I give them at best a B minus so far. If they bring out their A game, oh, I I, okay. And then secondly, they're in a weaker conference. So, like, the, when I look at the Packers or a team, I think, okay, the Bucks have their work cut out for them, right? I, I don't, or the Cardinals, I think the Bucks have their work cut out for them differently. But I agree with your analysis. I think contextualizing it, I trust Kansas City to get back more, even if they're not the better team. You're trusting their circumstances. Circumstances, is what you're yeah. Saying. Yes. Right. Well, that makes sense, yeah. I guess. Um, I think, the, you know, the top AFC teams are all kind of having issues. I mean, like, Buffalo's obviously there's something wrong there. 
uh, Tennessee's really banged up. I mean, th- th- these things could resolve themselves. We could be looking a month from now and saying, well, the AFC's top contenders look pretty tough as well. So, All right. Dan does a great column, by the way. Overreaction or not an overreaction. So we're going to play that game with Dan right now. Everybody ready? Good. That was a rhetorical question. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now, like he just said in his real rankings. Overreaction or not an overreaction? It's an overreaction. I mean, I, honestly, I think the best team in the NFL right now is Arizona that's 9-2 and two and just won 2 out of 3 without its quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Chiefs, the, the pedigree says they can be, and the way their defense is playing is, is certainly noteworthy if the offense does get it together. But right now the offense does not have it together, and, and I don't think you can call them the best team until they do. I think they are the best team. It's not an overreaction for me. I look at them and I say their offense will kick in stride. The defense is playing better. As long as they can continue to play this way and win games, eventually that offense is going to kick in like a race car. I will say that the Chiefs probably have the best ceiling, but I'm not going to say they're the best team. I think the Cardinals are the best team. I've been on the Cardinals in the beginning of the year, and I think once they get Kyler Murray back, DeAndre Hopkins, I love that offense, and that defense has stepped up. I'm with you, Jay. I don't think they're the best team, but, I, but, I, but, but in this case, I agree with Key's analysis. I just think that like, you know, like, the ceiling on that team is extremely high when they get kicking, but I, I just like they're not doing it yet. I don't think this is them really going at it hard yet, so, so I'm not going to put them number one. Overreaction or not an overreaction, the Patriots are the best team in the AFC East, Dan. East. It's not an overreaction. Whether it turns out to be true depends on what happens. When they, they still have both of the Buffalo games left. Those two head-to-head matchups are going to determine who the best team is in the AFC East. Uh, but it is not an overreact. They're in first place. They've won five in a row. That Buffalo is kind of reeling. And certainly the other two teams in the division don't have a case. So it's, it's definitely not an overreaction. Right now we're in a zone where the Patriots look as good as anybody. Yeah, not an overreaction at all. The New England Patriots are the best team in the AFC East over the Buffalo Bills. Although the Bills took care of Miami twice, Miami took care of the New England Patriots, but they do see each other in head-to-head two more times. So that will define who the best team will be and who will win that division, much like Dan just said. Hard for me to talk about the Bills when I've been riding with them so hard and the last loss really disappointed. But um, not an overreaction. I agree with you both. Not an overreaction, although I think the Bills are a tad underrated right now. I think they're yeah, a very they're good team. Great. But, not playing but well I, at all, you know, yeah. the Patriots are playing really well. Jonathan Taylor can win the MVP. Overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan? It's not an overreaction. Look, the, none of the top quarterback candidates are really separating themselves right now. It's a quarterback award. It probably defaults that way if one of those guys ends up doing it. But right now... When you watch the Colts play, their identity is so wrapped up in that player and that you know, running behind that offensive line and the way he's dominating games right now, at, at this moment, I believe he's as valuable to his team as anybody in the league. You know, I don't think it's an overreaction. And much like Dan's saying, most of the time these awards go to the quarterback. When you look at the last running back, I believe, to get the MVP trophy was Adrian Peterson. But Adrian Peterson won his division. That's not going to be the case with the Indianapolis Colts. I don't believe that they will win the division. And I can't see, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, because you cover this stuff uh, pretty good. Can a guy win the MVP that may not make the playoffs? I mean, like, could he really? See, that was, I mean, for me, no. I, like, I, would, I would think it'd have to be an exceptional yeah. case involving an exceptional record-breaking season and a relative lack of top candidates uh, among the teams that did make the playoffs. So I, I think it's probably pretty unusual and pretty hard. And that's a great point. They, they could catch 
Tennessee, but they lost to them twice. They have to actually yeah. pass Tennessee right. to win that division. So it sounds more like overreaction a little bit. I'm not saying that, that Lesser's his style and which he's played. Obviously, scoring five touchdowns is incredible. But I feel more like Jonathan Taylor's going to get NFL Offensive Player of the Year because mm-hmm. we're going to find some way to give it to a quarterback this year. I, I'm totally with Jay. I think it's an overreaction because he's had an excellent season. But the reason we're asking is he just had five touchdowns mm-hmm. and almost 200 yards in a game. Mm-hmm. So that, in order for that to make you an MVP, boy, that game might, must have been the most important, highest leverage game in the history of the regular season. It wasn't. They're a couple games back of a team that's beaten them twice. It doesn't really matter. Buffalo game. I mean, that could, be, that could matter in terms of their playoff seeding. It could matter in terms could. of a number of things. Maybe so we'd have to wait to a see. a pretty big game. Plus, yeah. we were doing Jonathan Taylor, whose jersey are you buying, on uh, this just in a couple weeks ago. So we were ahead of the game on this, Max. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know who I'm buying. This, uh, that's different. Buying the jersey, that's different. Uh, overreaction or not an overreaction, quickly, guys. Barry, uh, by the way, Barry Sanders and Brett Favre split the MVP in 97. Sanders missed the playoffs mm. and ran for 2,000 yards. Jeez. Cowboys are in trouble. Overreaction or no? Overreaction. I think Sunday's game was more about where the Chiefs are right now than it is about where the Cowboys are right now. I think it was a road game in tough conditions and with you know Tyron Smith out and then the receivers going down, I think it's an overreaction. The Cowboys will be fine. Kiwi got 30 seconds. Overreaction, just what Dan said, everything. Overreaction, we're on the same page. Real oh, quick, though, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. real quick, what Dan said about the, the running, get, running back winning the MVP, 2,000 yards, remember that. Is Jonathan Taylor going to rush for over 2,000 yards? Yeah, that's a, kind of the magic number, although now with 17 games, 2,000 should not mean what it used to. It's an extra game to do it, but it's still yeah, all right. Look, so it's still a lot, a lot, a lot of yards, and there's something about that nice round number for sure. Mm-hmm. One quarterback who's calling his fan base dumb. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Is he right? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.